welcome to another edition of the Lakers Locker Room and the ninth installment of our Senior Send-Off Series, where we dedicate each episode to graduate students from one of our respective Nipsey and Lakers sports teams. I'm your host, Tejon Graham, and today in this episode, we're going to be talking to three seniors who will be graduating from the men's lacrosse team. So please welcome to the Lakers Locker Room, Jordan Thompson. Jordan, how are you doing today, my man? I'm doing pretty good, and you? Doing great as always, man. Can't complain. Please welcome to the Lakers locker room, Tyler Loney. Tyler, how are you doing? How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, thanks. Thanks for having us on. No problem. And lastly, please welcome to the Lakers locker room, William Craig. William, how are you doing today, my man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It's an awesome opportunity. <laughs> no problem. So let's get right into it. So 2020 was obviously a year full of circumstances. You know, no one saw it coming with the pandemic and obviously no season. So Jordan, I'm going to start with you. Looking back at it now, what was the one thing you say you took away from 2020? Uh you know, just adapting and, uh, you know, making yourself trying out new things. And cause, you know, going back to school, being online and it was tough to, to start, but, you know, you got to identify the situation that you got and try to adapt as best you can. Um, and that's pretty much all you can do. Right. Cause no one ever saw this coming. So yeah, what about hard, you? Uh, hard yeah. to move forward, but you just gotta keep your head down and work. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? Just nothing's guaranteed. And how, like, kind of precious life is, it can just change. You least expect it. Something comes in and totally throws a big wrench in the plans. So, I mean, you learn a lot about yourself over things like these, like what you can do and how you can adapt, which is, you know, some light thing to look at it in that sense, but it was definitely, uh, definitely interesting. Not something I thought was going to happen. Yeah, for sure. William, looking back at it now, what was the one? Th- what was the number one thing you learned about yourself last year? Uh, definitely after last year, it's uh, we had a great year, so we thought we were definitely going to go uh, past the first round in the big Attaway. So, for me personally, was was actually leaning on your teammates and having faith in guys, which is. Definitely a learning curve, not even just maturity-wise, but definitely team-wise. It's just actually having faith in your teammates that they're going to get the job done, having secondhand like opportunities, and actually just like believing in your team. Yeah, honestly, like last year, I think I've always said this in other episodes. You know, last year was a great opportunity for people to learn something about themselves because the mm-hmm. pandemic was something that no one saw coming. So you know, you had the whole time to really sit back, self-assess. You know, see what you got to do to get better. So if you didn't learn anything about yourself during the pandemic. I said this in the first episode, then you basically waste your time because there's always something that you could have learned, especially last year, since there's literally nothing else you could do. Like we literally were shut down our homes. Once you finished school, like there was a whole week or, or period where we couldn't go anywhere. So all you could do was think. So I think it was really a great opportunity for growth. And I think a lot of people kind of benefited from the pandemic and took something positive from it, which was, you know, really find a way to better themselves as individuals. And in this case, as student athletes. So I think it was a great opportunity for everyone to learn. But um, obviously with the pandemic, obviously came with no season. So Jordan, when you found out there was no season, what was your initial reaction? Uh, being it as my my fourth and final year is pretty heartbreaking. Um, you know, we were kind of teased a little bit. We were, uh, there's there's kind of talks that maybe they could get something going, but uh, didn't end up happening. So it's, you know, it was, it was really tough to swallow at first, but uh, you know, there comes a time in everyone's uh, athletic career where it's got to come to an end eventually. And 
uh, it never ends the way you want it to, which is unfortunate, but that's just life. And you got to look at it in a positive light and just enjoy the times you had. What about you, Tyler? What was your reaction when you found there's no season? Yeah, similar to uh, Jordan there. Um, we were kind of thinking that maybe like it's only going to last till, you know, the, till 2021, everything's going to be back to normal. Maybe we'll get like a spring league going. So um, we definitely just kept at it, kept, you know, that was the goal of mine. And then eventually when we found out that it was nothing was happening, um, it did. It was a big shot to the heart because this year, last year, you're thinking like after the third year of how good we were doing, what we're going to accomplish in the fourth year or, you know, in, in our last year. And then you just kind of, yeah, it takes a bit. And then you just look back and you're just grateful for what what you did, what you were able to do when, when you had it. So, um, yeah, it's definitely not the way you wanted it to go, but just, again, grateful that you had it. Yeah, William, um, talk a bit about how the lacrosse team did last year and what were the expectations going into this season? Had there been one? Yeah, so last year, like I mentioned, like we had our best year. Uh, I think uh, going into the McGattaway Cup, I think we really had high expectations, even though we were playing Western. So played a great team. Unfortunately, came up on the bad end of the stick and lost. But uh, going into the next season, we were hosting. So we're going to have the tournament at our school. It was huge. A fan base was going to be there. And everyone was psyched. It was like the fourth year. Everyone was seniors. We're going in. We're going to win. It's at home. We have to win. So I think it was just high expectations, but and then no season. So that's just too bad. Yeah. It was just, it just really sucked for guys from here, from other teams, you know, there were some teams that really had, like you said, their best season last year. So they're hoping that going into this season, you know, was the year they could find, take that next step. Like, you know, talking to the soccer team, you know, every year they were getting better and better and better. And they're, they're really pushing on the doors in regards to playoffs. And then to have this season not happen now that we're in, you know, June at the, at the time of recording, you know, the 2020 is completely gone, you know, school's done. So looking back at now, you're like, damn, like that could definitely have been a missed opportunity because the good thing about, you know, University of Lex, especially in Canada, is that you have an opportunity to build that camaraderie. So you have the time, you know, get to know each other because it's not like the States where, you know, people are one and done trying to go to the league. Like people here are trying right. to get education. So you're, you're guaranteed to at least have a good two to three years with hopefully the same group, especially if you're at a small school at Nipissing, where you can really build that camaraderie and really build that, you know, chemistry going into the upper years where you guys can say, okay, you know, we can really compete now. We have the experience. We know how this works. You know, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like, we know where to be. Like, and to not have that season, you know, come about, you know, people are now missing on and graduating and thinking, like, it's always going to be that what if, right? Like, especially, you know, if the year before, say, you went to the finals in the playoffs and you guys lost and you guys were going to come back if there's no season, you're like, damn, but what if? Like, what if there was no yeah. Like, like, what yeah. could happen? Yeah. I think it's even more brutal for us because we started at the rock bottom. Like we, we couldn't get any worse. And then uh, coach Rudge came in and just flipped the program around on its side and just took us to where we got to. Like we went to two championship weekends back to back and we couldn't have done that without him and like where he brought us to. So like each and every year, the program is building and you know, it, it was tough to see that, kind of come to such a quick a quick end instead of seeing like really in person how it really played out 
What do you think? What do you think yeah. was about the culture from you know, like you said, you want to know that made you guys get better every single year? Was it the coaching? Was it, you know the personnel? You know, like the leadership. Like, what was the number one thing that led you guys to keep getting better and keep pushing that door to really reaching up? You know, the top. I I'm, I want to say just uh, Raj, Coach Raj. I think 100%. he came in and just gave us that kind of the mentality that we can be better. We can be better than the team. You know. He always says, be better than who we were yesterday. And I think every season we had new goals, new aspirations that we wanted to get to. And that really helped us just push it over. And every year, like every week, I was excited to just go back and do something better. All those practices, get better, do something better. I showed in that weekend game and then do it all over again the next week. And I think this was uh, – this was the year that we had, we, we had one last meeting, um, end of last year. And he came in and said, boys, we're going to host the championships next year, come next year. And we're not, we're going to get past that first round because this is, you know, we're doing it at home at Nipissing in front of uh, all of our fans, all of our home fans. What an and electric that moment was, that was when he came in yes. and told us we were hosting. The that boys was, just went wild. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine, like, seriously, like, and I talked about this in another episode in terms of, you know, the good thing about, we're going to get to this later, but, you know, not to, just to foreshadow a little bit, you know, the good thing about being, at, <clears throat> sorry, the good thing about being at Nipsey, you know, is that it's a very small school. So basically the community is very small. It's very intimate. And there's a great opportunity to build a legacy. You know, it's not like other big schools where, you know, you have people who are on the walls already. You have people, you know, who are talking about, oh, this person was a great and all that type of stuff. Like here at Nipissing, there's not that one person you say, oh, this person, the greatest athlete of all time, whatever the case may be. You have an opportunity to come here, build your own legacy, do your own thing and reach, bring your team to new heights. And just touching on what you guys just said, you know, could you imagine, you know, because no team here has yet to bring a national championship, you know, since it's been a university. I know the men's volleyball team had a national championship, but that's when they were a college team. But basically, could you imagine being that first team to bring a national championship to North Bay and how lit that whole the whole city would be? Like you guys and brought win, and win it too, yeah, like crazy. Where's yeah. where's the parade? <laughs> Y'all thought the Rapids parade was crazy two years ago? <laughs> Anything more than national championship? I'm telling you, man. Like you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. waiting. For, I'm waiting for the day. Like, and that's like, and I think that's something that kind of pushes every team too low key. Like, obviously, you want to win a national championship, but like that other that extra, you know, we can be the first to bring a national championship to the school and to North Bay. Like, that can be something that people could think about too. It's like, yo, let's make history. Let's do something monumental, right? So, I just think there's always a great opportunity for anyone who comes here that you have an opportunity to build a legacy. Don't take it lightly. Like, it's gonna be hard. It's not easy. Like, you're obviously gonna start from ground zero, like you guys do in your program. But it's always a great opportunity to build a culture and build something that five to ten years from now, when you guys are gone, and you have new people coming. You can say, like the soccer team, hey, yo, we built that legacy. You know, the reason why the team is doing so well is because, yo, we built that. Like, we started something. So, I just think that's so that's a tremendous opportunity. But um, switching gears a little bit, you know, obviously being on the sports team, you know, there's always team chemistry is really important. And, you know, coming in every year, there's always going to be new people coming on the team. There's people coming in. There's some people leaving. This year was really different because we always didn't have the opportunity to get the locker room to really get to know each other. So, William, I'll ask you, how were you guys able to integrate the new players coming on the team this year, especially since there was no locker room? So you guys didn't really have a fixed time to get to know each other like years past. I'll hop in. So we, I'm not sure about any other of the teams, but we have this thing called Sports U where we all kind of chat and it's just like, it's just a big group chat. So everyone sends pictures, like, how are you doing? We should get on a group call, do that kind of stuff. So that was the only real way 
to know anybody that came in was just through FaceTime, through those text messages. And that's, I think that's the, well, really, realistically, the only way to get to know those kids, which is tough. And it sucks. Like you said, team, team chemistry is the, like the number one deal in, on a sports team. And, and you don't really, you're not able to do that, which is honestly horrible. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Yeah. So when we, we ended up having a few practices there, like when, uh, I forget when exactly it was sometime in September, September. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And it was, I didn't, I wasn't able to go, uh, to a lot of them because I I got uh, farm work to do around here, but the ones that I did go to, it was, it was, it was great talking to them. And like, you just, you know, you do what you can with the time that you got because realistically they didn't really want you to hang out too much after it was just come on the field, get some reps in and then hope for the best. But, uh, uh, you know, you just try to include them in, in everything you can and try to, I feel like humor is a good way of getting, getting guys comfortable. So, you know, maybe poking a little bit of fun at them, but, you know, offering, instances where they can lay it back on you too so uh you know that back and forth i feel like is really important building a a strong bond between teammates and especially uh older guys and younger guys coming in yeah tyler for those who are listening to the podcast right now who you know are not really student athletes don't understand you know that community of like you know camaraderie and and, um you know teammates and all type of stuff talk about how vital it is for the locker room in terms of the opportunity to really build connections with the teammates because that's our time you know to be ourselves have conversations so from your experiences you know how important is the locker room to be on team camaraderie um it's it's pretty huge just to know that um you have a family basically when you come into a team especially you know especially ours when i first came in it doesn't take too long until you feel like you're family and um when you can have people up there you know most of these most of students uh athletes they, they come from afar out, where like you don't really go home every weekend. And so the North Bay becomes your home, Nipissing becomes your home, your team, your brothers, your sisters, whatever it is, they become your family. And having that when you go play a sport or even when you go into your classroom, having that is so, it's, it's huge. It's really big. Yeah, like I've said this before too, you know, the good thing about being student athletes at a small school is that we all know what we go through, you know, especially when we're talking about from a microscopic perspective when specific teams, like, you know, talking with the lacrosse from here right now, you know, you guys know what it's like to be, you know, a men's lacrosse player at Nipissing University. If you guys have the same program, same practice schedule, same, you know, road trip schedule, what the case may be. Like, I think that's something that bonds us so, you know, guys so closely because you guys know exactly what you guys are going through. So anytime someone's, you know, feeling down or what the case may be, you can look to him as, yo, I know my brother's going through because I'm going through the same thing, or I know what he's going through and I know how I can help him. Like not many people can say that someone knows exactly what you're going through. But I think when you're on a sports team, like you have, you know, 14 brothers or sisters, you know, that know exactly what you're going through. So it builds, you know, a, a friendship to a whole new level that, you know, that I don't think it really be broken. Like there's a lot of things that people can talk about years from now. You can say, you know, that not many people will understand because you have to go through it to understand it. You know, you can talk about, you know, being a student athlete, you can talk about all the time in like in the locker room, you can talk about, you know, road trips and all type of stuff. But until you're actually there, like you actually don't know what that opportunity is like. So I just really think that, you know, for anyone listening, you know, team chemistry is really, really important. And the locker room is a really big thing for that. And like, once again, like it's just unfortunate that we didn't get that this year because of COVID, but Hopefully for those come back next year, like myself, we get that back 
And it's, I think the locker room is probably more lit than ever in every locker room because we're, for some people coming in, some people didn't even see the locker room. I just realized that. Like, I know a couple of guys on our team didn't even see the locker room this year because we couldn't go in the locker room, only like one or two guys at a time. So I really hope we can get that back. But, um, you know, one, another thing too about, you know, team chemistry is that, you know, there has to be leadership, you know, every, you guys talked about, you know, year after year after year, you know, you guys became leaders and that's something too, when you come from a first year to your senior year, even if you're not, even if you don't have the title captain, you're kind of automatically put into that leadership role because you've been there for two, three, four years and you kind of know what to expect. So I'm going to ask you, based off of your experiences, what's the most important character trait to have to be an effective leader? Lead by example. You can talk the talk, but if you walk, or you can talk the talk, but if you walk the walk, that's the biggest thing. I'd say, I don't even want to include myself. Like Scott Dominey for me, was like a role model and I'm, I'm the same age as him. And he was, he puts in the work, he does everything and he's an unbelievable player. So just to look up to a guy who, who sits there and preaches like do the work and it'll pay off and then he does it. So it obviously pays off, do the right things. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, what would you say has been the number one thing you've learned about leadership, you know, being an upper year, you know, probably taking that leadership role on just naturally. What would you say has been the most important lesson you've learned? Uh, I think accountability is huge. Um, you know, uh, as a leader, making sure that you're keeping yourself and your teammates accountable. I think uh, keeping yourself accountable is probably the biggest thing. It kind of ties into what, what Craigsy said there, you know, not just talking the talk, but walking the walk. I think uh, keeping yourself accountable is the biggest thing that you can do as a leader, because, you know, without that, without that discipline of keeping yourself to uh, going for what you strive for and what you're saying, uh, without it, you're just you're just a chicken with your head cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but honestly, that's been one of the most common things you know, like accountability knows. It's one thing, you know, as a leader, you know, to hold other people accountable, but it's the greatest strength of letting other people hold you accountable. Because as leaders, you know, you're not always gonna be perfect. You know, there's gonna be some times where you, know, you might mess up and it's one thing for you to tell people, hey, you did this wrong, whatever the case may be. But if you let other people just call you and say, hey, you know what, you're you're BSing, you know, this workout, or hey, like you you missed this rotation, whatever the case may be. I think it built so much better of a team camaraderie because people can like actually respect you in a sense that they know that you're just like everyone else. You're not gonna hold yourself above everyone else just because you're the leader. Like you're gonna let people say, Hey, listen, yo, if you if I'm BS, call me out and let me know. Cause I'm going to hold myself accountable just like I'm going to hold you guys accountable. So if you guys need to tell me I'm BS, I'm not doing good enough job, let me know. And I think that makes for a better leader because you're able to learn what the team needs. Because sometimes, you know, when people are mentoring or leadership, whatever the case may be, they think they're helping until someone actually tells you, you know what, I, what you're telling me right now doesn't really help. So I think it's so important for anyone listening to this podcast who wants to be a leader that you have to let other people let you know when you're not being helpful because it's only going to help you grow as a leader. And I think when you, once you go through that situation the next time, you're going to have a better grasp of like what to do, what to say, how to react. And I think it's just going to make for a better team and a better team camaraderie in the, the past, in the future, excuse me, for sure. But um, switching gears again to, you know, from when you're coming into Nipissing, you know, as a say 18, 19 year old kid, you know, and you're leaving in your twenties, that's a really big transition period. And there's a lot of the lessons you learn along the way. So Tyler, I'll ask you first, from your first year until now, what's been the biggest thing about you that has evolved? I think myself. I think a lot of people, they come here and then they just don't, they, they find themselves on like a one little period where they don't know really who they are. And then all of a sudden they just, they find it that first, second, maybe third year, you find out who you are. 
you find what you like to do, what your true passion is. And once you figure that out, I mean, it's an easy ride from there. You know, you get to meet people who have common interests. Um, you build such good bonds that you'll probably have for the rest of your life. Um, and then you just like, you just live in the moment kind of stuff. What about you, William? What's from first year into now, how, where would you say you've grown the most? I would have to say myself as well. Like it's a big maturity thing. Just coming out of high school, you're trying to be somebody you probably aren't, or like you're trying to fit into the cool crowds. And then university, you're away from your parents. You're all by yourself. You're, you're meeting new people and stuff. And then like Tyler said, you just kind of figure out who you are and then it's an easy road from there. Like you, you just kind of do the things you want to do and, and people that are interested in that as well. Like you're obviously going to have those friends. So those are the bonds. And then you bring it into a sports aspect too. Like I've grown so much, not only as a person, but as a, as a lacrosse player in general, just from, and Rudge, Coach Rudge has probably turned me into that person that I am today. And he's just conformed me through hard work and dedication and being accountable. And then it just, reflects on your actual life yeah jordan what would you say has been the biggest aspect of your life you've grown from first year until now well maturity is definitely up there but i've still been known to get wild sometimes um but uh, <laughs> uh but all jokes aside yeah definitely definitely the maturity thing um you know coming into first year you're away from your parents you're away from you know that high school cycle of life uh, kind of thing and you don't know what to expect and you really don't know really where your life is going but just the people around you that help you grow um, and the like the professors like I know we haven't really mentioned them much but you know they're also imperative for uh, help growing our maturity as young adults and and I believe that Nipsey's did a great job because they were you know uh, I know me and Craig were in the same program. So like we know that we had professors that would hold us accountable, but you know, they're, they would also help nurture us like when we needed it. Right. Uh, you know, they're not just calling you out They're They're wanting to help you uh, figure yourself out as well. Yeah. I want to ask this question too, because other people have had the same answer. I think you guys will have the same answer. I just want to ask it, and, and you guys can answer this. Would you say, because you guys, first of all, are you guys all, from are, you, are any guys from North Bay or no? Are you guys all from different no. places? Okay. No. Yeah. So basically, yeah, I come from Toronto. So basically, the question is: Would you say because you were able to move away from home and live on your own that you say that you guys were able to mature quicker and more efficiently? I would say yes. I wouldn't say maybe not more efficiently because I probably did things that I wouldn't do if I was in my parents' house. But then again, you're also like, you're learning how to fend for yourself. You're cooking, you're cleaning. Like you, you can't tell me if people have actually cooked three meals a day for themselves before. So like you're actually learning key elements in life and it's, it's huge for maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, when, when you first came in, would you say the transition period was easy for you, you know, to live on your own and be by yourself or it took you some time? Uh, it definitely was a big shock. I remember, uh, sitting in an auditorium on uh, frost week and like i couldn't tell you what was on the uh what was on stage because i just had a a big just kind of just inside my own head kind of going like i think it was like a second day and i just like was it, that, that's when it hit me i think when i'm like i'm i'm on my own i'm on my own and it was just really 
that was tough. And then after that, I kind of just went, just take it day by day, you know, make yourself breakfast, make yourself lunch, dinner, and then start again tomorrow. And then eat, work in things about yourself as you do that. Get, just get uh, more comfortable with everything. So yeah, it was definitely a big, big jump into the deep end, but uh, we were able to learn how to, how to, how to swim. Yeah. Jordan, based off of your experiences, you know, for anyone listening to this podcast, you know, who's, you know, first year or going to first year next year, what advice would you give for them in, their, in terms of, you know, making that transition easier from being, you know, living with your parents to living on your own? Like, what would you say has been the, would be the biggest advice you would give based off of your experiences? Uh, for me, I, the advice that I'd give you guys is time management is absolutely, like, you have to have it going into school because if you don't, Good luck to you because you're going to have your set lectures and you're going to have your free time. You're going to want to hang out with, uh, especially that frosh week. Everyone's going crazy. No one's around, you know, getting away from the parents. But if you don't set aside time for the, for your studying, if you don't set aside time to, um, you know, to keep yourself healthy, like by, by working out, uh, drinking cold glass of milk and, uh, <laughs> quick plug and uh you know uh just time management is just imperative because it can these years fly by so fast that if you don't have that you can fall behind really quick because uh the train keeps moving and no one's there to stop it for you it's going to keep moving regardless yeah i totally agree because i've said this before another episode too the beauty about some of the student athletes that came in this year like the first year specifically was that they have the, they really had an advantage in regards to, they had the opportunity to learn really how to time manage in a sense that, you know, when we came into all of our first, you know, we actually had the opportunity to be a student and actually play games and go on road trips and have workouts and all type of stuff. Whereas this year they had it for a little bit and then it stopped. So they really hopefully will have an advantage and hopefully will take the words of advice of like, for example, guys like you guys, you know, who are seniors in terms of, listen, you guys really have to time manage. Like this year was kind of a freebie like it was literally a freebie because you guys are in university, but you guys didn't actually have to, you know, train like nonstop because like you said, we trained for like maybe like September, October, maybe like 45 days tops maybe. And then we were shut down up to this point. So for anyone listening, time management is so important, especially as a student athlete, because you can, you can come in and think everything's going to be a-okay. I'm going to have a great time. I'm playing my sport. And then before you know it, it's October and like you're losing your freaking head because you have all these assignments, you have, you know, midterms coming up, you know, you're not playing well, like your mental might not be great. Like it's so important to, the biggest advice I'll give, if, and I'm going to post on YouTube, like get an agenda. Like an agenda is so important to actually write things down. Like my first year, I didn't really write anything down and I kind of struggled. Whereas this year I actually wrote stuff down. I did so much better because I actually remembered everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, so please get, if anyone, please get an agenda. Like it's so important. Like you might think it's stupid, but trust me, writing stuff down in university actually helps. I don't know if any of you guys want to add anything to that, but from your no, experience. especially as a student athlete, like I don't know about you guys, but do you remember like you know your first year, you're playing, you're having a great time with the guys, practicing and whatnot, and then the first midterms roll around, and you're like, wait, I had classes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro, you know it's you gotta, you know you gotta you gotta stay on top of it because it can it can sneak up on you and all those little things sneak up on you real quick. Yeah. When you're, when you're at practice or the game, whatever, and you're asking like, you know, 
So when is that due again? You ask me, <laughs> have, have you started that yet? And then you've got to be relieved that they said, no, I have it on plan on this weekend. You go, okay, good, me too. I'll start that and I'll get it done Monday. Yeah. No, definitely get a, get, get a schedule, get a, a planner or a calendar, use it. You're right. It, it helps a lot. Yeah. And another tip too is a two tips. First of all, there's a lot of great people in the guidance counselors who can really help you. Like every time I go there, I'm, I'm crazy. I'm like, Oh, I need so much help, please. I don't know what to do. And then they, they come like, okay, let's do this. I'm like, Oh crap. That's it. So like guidance counselors really help because there's actually people that actually prioritize, you know, are good at actually time managers that you sit down with and like create a schedule with you. That's something. The second thing is, and I learned this quickly. My brother told me the same thing. If you guys are in first year, find a study group or find people that are not student athletes that you can actually like work with. Because I thought, because you, I thought going in, you know, you don't really have to talk to a lot of people, just go to school, like high school, and that's it. Like, nah, like if you like, if you're not sociable in first year, try to be sociable. Like you need to find people to talk to and that are not student athletes. So they don't have to, you know, have a fixed schedule with um, workouts, whatever the case may be that you can actually like study with, ask questions, get help, people that can actually help you or willing to work with you. Because if you don't, you're not going to be, it's not going to be good. That's, I wouldn't have made it through without my group. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not that I'm going no to do I'm really going to find a group next year. Like I didn't do that my first year. And obviously this year was a wash because there's, there's online school, but next year. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to find a group for real, seriously. But um, no, this question I've asked for the last few episodes is some people are have quick answers. Some people don't. So if you need to take time on this question, no problem. But so Jordan, I'll ask you first. Oh boy. What is, <laughs> what does it mean to you to be a Laker? Hmm. Uh, it means brotherhood. Uh, that's, that's what we preach. That's what we did. That's, that's how we acted. That's, that's what we were. It was, it was just a brotherhood. Um, you know, all the, we used to say, uh, brothers on one mission and that's just, that's what we were. And, um, yeah, it was a constant brotherhood and, you know, it was the, the support system that we had as a team there was just unending, you know, whether it's, you needed some advice from, you know, coach Rudge or one of the assistants like Fitzy, like, you know, they're always there to help you go through whatever, whether it's, you're having a tough time, you know, mentally or emotionally in terms of mental health or whether it was uh, play-based, it, it didn't matter. You always had someone that was there for you. And you always knew that, uh, that you were, that you were going to be there for someone else. Um, that's, that's what it meant to me. Uh, that's what it meant to me to be a Laker was the brotherhood. What about you, Tyler? What did it mean to you to be a Laker? Yeah, it's probably, it's pretty much going to be the same thing as farmer, like brotherhood. And that's on the field, off the field, even too. like everyone, I think who goes in Nipah saying it becomes a Laker. You're going to this smaller school, and kind of just really no one can point out on a map if you told them from where you're back home. No idea. They've never heard of Nipissing or Nipissing Lake or Lakers or anything like that. But you go there and everyone's in the same, same mindset as you. And I think everyone looks out for each other too. I don't think you're a number at, at this school. I think everyone, if you ever need to go to anybody, someone on campus would stop and talk to you. 
And that's the same on the field too. Any one of your teammates that you ever meet would stop, have the time for you. That's what I really love about being a Laker. What about you, William? Yeah, so I'm going to stay on kind of the same path and, and say brotherhood as well, but not even just as a sports team, but as a whole community, as, as Nipson University, like, like Tyler was saying, like no one would bat an eye. Your profs are always going to be there for you. Um, even other teams, like the support that everyone has from other teams is crazy. And then obviously the support from, from your actual team, it's just nuts. Like our games get crazy. There's so many people like just the support as a Laker to like feel welcomed and come in and then get the support like that is just wild. Yeah. Like I think also too, like being a Laker and I remember someone said this on the women's soccer team, you know, it was like, it's an opportunity, like I said, to build a legacy, like I said earlier in terms of, you know, it's the underdog mentality. Like Nipsey is not a very well-known school. Like even go, going when I was in high school, I didn't know about Nipsey University. Like the way I found out about Nipsey was we had won our conference championship for basketball. Then we have his provincial championships called Offset. And they say, you know, we're going to, you know, Nipsey University, Canada College. I'm like, I look at my coach, I'm like, what is North Bay? I'm like, what is Nipsey University? I never heard of this in my life. So I think, yeah, trust me, like it's, 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 it's a funny story. I'm not going to get into it, but basically you have, like I said, you have an opportunity to build a legacy and it's that underdog, you know, like no one's expecting much. Then you guys come, they see Nipsey, like, whoa, like they, people know, you know, you're going to fight, fight hard, play hard, train hard because we have to, because nothing's given to us. Like we, we're not the biggest school. We don't have the greatest facilities. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, I think everyone who comes here knows that they have to work hard and they have to give it everything they got because there's no choice. Because if we don't, then we're going to get cream. And as competitors, no one's trying to get destroyed. Like everyone's trying to win. Everyone's trying to be at the top. Everyone's trying to hang banners, win championships, have a legacy. And I think everyone that comes into this, you know, the school and this community knows that you have to work hard because there's no option. Because if you do anything less, then you're not going to get the results that you want. And I think that's honestly a really great feeling to know because it forces you to work hard because anything you want in life is not easy. Like if you want something, you have to work for it. And I think a beautiful thing about this community and the school is that it makes you work for it because you have to. So, but brotherhood for sure is definitely the same thing. Brotherhood, sisterhood for sure. But I just think that, like I said, that underdog mentality and forcing you to work harder than everyone else is something that means so much and more to anyone that you'll ever know. But um, now that, you know, you guys are done, you guys are graduating. So Jordan, I'll ask you first, what does the future hold for you? Milking cows and fighting fires. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's what my future looks like um uh that's that's what i plan uh set, that's what i'm setting out to do um my family owns and operates a dairy farm here kind of uh kind of new market way so not too far from uh from scarborough there um well still a little ways but but bad. uh but yeah i got firefighting college coming up here in september and then uh, hoping to do both moving forward and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, being a leader in the community is something that I strive to do. And I'm hoping to take my experiences from Nipissing and, and use them out in the real world as best I can. What about you, Tyler? Um, I got pretty high goals, high expectations for myself. I, want, I think it just what I learned in, in, uh, at Nipissing was to set them high and jump as high as you can for them. Um, so right now I'm in the middle of an OPP application. Um, I got a couple of interviews coming up, uh, next week and then the following weeks here. Um, and you know, if that doesn't work out, then, uh, I've, uh, I've set my sights on becoming a helicopter pilot. Oh, 
Snap, damn, okay. Yeah, a little weird. It, it, that kind of just came last, one of the last years I was at school. It was like, you know, that's kind of cool. So, why not? <laughs> Tough. And what about you, William? What's the future for you? Yeah, so I couldn't get enough of the camaraderie at Nipissing. So, uh, actually, in the next two weeks, I am enlisting in the military up here in North Bay Regiment. Wow. Yeah. So, couldn't get enough camaraderie, brotherhood. So I thought I'd hop right back in it. Oh, dude, you got some big plans. Damn, I was thinking, you know, I you know I might just go in the workforce. You know, I might, you know, settle down or whatever the case would be. No, y'all got big plans. Like, damn, okay. you got a helicopter pilot, you got military, you got police. Like, what the? But milking cows. Yeah. Someone's got to feed the cities. Someone's got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 but not for sure. But now y'all, for really, honestly, all y'all sound like y'all big plans. So wish you, wish you all three of you guys nothing but the best. Thank you all for coming out, by the way. I really appreciate it. And um, cheers and good luck to you guys, for real. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. It's awesome. Yeah. So now, so now we're going to get to our quick hitter segment. So this is the part of the podcast where I have to get the question and what to answer questions as fast as possible. So Jason's not here because he had to leave early. So I will take over the quick hitter. So are you guys ready? So oh, I hope. I think so. Not as bad as it sounds. So I'm gonna go to order my screen. So every question I ask, you guys are all gonna answer the same question, okay? So Jordan, you're gonna go first, then Tyler, then William, okay? So every question I ask, you guys all answer the same question, okay? Perfect. Sounds okay. good. First question. So Jordan, who's your favorite musical artist? Alan Jackson. Okay. Tyler. Uh, you know, actually, can you show me uh, this girl this weekend? Uh, Taylor Coin. A corn. I listened a whole ride home actually from uh, from the cottage. It was it was crazy. <laughs> She's good. She's gonna be. Uh, what were you, William? Uh, Luke Combs, big country guy. Oh man, damn country lovers! I love this. <laughs> Luke Combs. Yeehaw. Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen. There's like one more I can. Oh, Thomas Red, like bro, like. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Whatever. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Artist or song on repeat? Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. <laughs> Tyler. This one won't be country. It's I'm a King by Bobby Schmurda. Wow. Whoa. That was not expecting that. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> uh, gonna go off the charts here and say. Uh, Hurricane by Luke Combs. Oh. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, next question. Um, all-time favorite album? Alan Jackson, Greatest Hits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Tyler? Uh, front to back is the uh, the Shania Twain one. What, what were you, William? Uh, Fleetwood Mac, Greatest Hit. Okay. Uh, next question who's your favorite athlete Sidney Crosby okay Tyler uh, it changes a lot because they sometimes they do some weird things but uh, Brennan Gallagher has been one for a while okay. William uh, as of recently Rob Pinnell so, uh, next question last show you binge watched I think I think it was How I Met Your Mother oh okay M- big fan i've watched it through like eight times so i just 
just one of those shows that just keeps getting thrown on. So I think that was the last one I binge watched. Okay. Or, sorry, that's a lie. It was Yellowstone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it before, yeah. Uh, what would you, Tyler? Yeah, I mind Yellowstone. Okay. William? Mine is How to Get Away with Murder. Ooh, yep. Okay. Uh, next question. If you could spend a day with someone dead or alive, who would it be? Chris Kyle. The American sniper himself. Okay. What about you, Tyler? Uh, Kevin Hart. Oh. <laughs> the way he the way he works is like unlike nobody else that I've I've heard of. He yeah. gets up before anybody else, goes to bed after everybody else. Like it's he's got if if I could get some knowledge out of his brain on how to better myself, I think he's the best one. <laughs> Tough. What about you, William? Uh, Kobe Bryant, the goat, the legend himself. Man, that really, Kobe was my favorite player all ever. Like mm-hmm. I wore number eight for a year. Like my first six years of playing like organized basketball. So when he died, it was just like, like everyone else going didn't crying, feel but... real. <laughs> uh, next one. This is a personal one for me. So. Praying, because Jason's not here, so if you guys are the opposite of this answer, Jason can't ridicule me. So, Jordan, I'm going ask you first. Do you like pineapple on your pizza? Definitely not. <laughs> pineapple is disgusting, and I do not want it anywhere near my pizza. Get out of there. No. Tyler? I will be having a Hawaiian large every time. You love pineapple it. Pineapple gold on pizza. Yes. Okay, William, you're a tiebreaker. I'm a big no pineapple guy. Come on, bro. I know, I know Scott's gonna be shaking his head. Yeah, Scotty, Scotty's just sitting there like, I'll, I'll take what you guys don't have. And it's Hawaiian. You would, the you one... would come up and eat my pineapple pieces off it because I was like, give oh, yeah. this crap away. <laughs> he might be the biggest pineapple on pizza guy. I love pineapple on pizza. I don't care, bro. I don't care. Uh, but I'm probably losing this one. So, so uh, Jordan, milk before cereal or cereal before milk? Uh, it's cereal before milk, but just make sure that milk is uh, real Canadian dairy. <laughs> Look for that blue cow. Um, but yeah, as long as it's real Canadian milk, doesn't matter what order to me. <laughs> Tyler. Uh, cereal before milk, 100%. Okay. William? Cereal before milk, for sure. Has anyone said opposite? Uh, well, I must say, I'm, I've been, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm opposite. I am opposite. <laughs> oh, no. I'm opposite. Why? <laughs> why? Why? I don't know. Honestly, I started off as cereal before milk, but then, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard of condensed milk, but like my mom used to put the cereal in first or... No, she used to put condensed milk in first, then put water in and mix it in the milk. I just started doing that. So I just I naturally became mm. milk before syrup. When I was younger, I was syrup before milk. But okay. I feel like it's so much easier to balance the ratio. Yeah, because people are like, how do you know how much milk to put on? So trust me, if you do it for like 10 plus years, you know after a while. Like, you just know. <laughs> That's, That's a good true. point. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, okay. But next question. So Jordan, what's one thing people don't know about you? I I really don't know how to answer that. You guys got a suggestion for me? You guys know me pretty well. Ty? What someone wouldn't know about you is yeah. that you can dance. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I was told I can move my he body. He knows the whole thing. I think he does it better. <laughs> he might have been the choreographer for that movie. I don't know, but he can dance. If they remaster it for the third time, then maybe I'll maybe I'll throw my hat in the mix. Oh, man. <laughs> man. What about you, Tyler? What's one thing people don't know about you? Um, yeah, that's again. I don't know. I usually just I'm an open book as well. So I'm gonna put you on the spot, boys. What's one thing for me? Kids got the best one-liners in the book. What about you, William? What's one thing people don't know about you? I uh, backflipped in three different continents. Wow, that's pretty cool. Okay. That's an athlete right there. Yeah. That's, that's pretty <laughs> and cool. after every Nipsey Lakers lacrosse win. Yeah. Um, that's true. We probably have the coolest celebration. <laughs> we do. Biased, but. <laughs> All right, uh, next question. What's your favorite movie? I know, you got to come back to me on that. Cause it's it's a Navy SEAL one, and it's a good one. It's not American Sniper, though. Oh, Act of Valor. That's what it is. Okay. Act of Valor is my favorite. Okay. Uh, what were you talking about? I was going to say a funny one. I was going to say Step Brothers, but then he finally got me going on uh, in a war movie. And I think Hacksaw Ridge is probably the coolest movie I've seen. Okay. So, uh, what were you, William? Uh, Miracle, a hockey movie. Okay. Oh, good one. Okay. Uh, next question. What's one skill you wish you were good at? Uh, answering these questions in a timely manner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I could play guitar, to be honest with you. I would love to sit down and learn, but my fingers are too fat, so I, I can't really yeah, stubby I can't get onto it. <laughs> They're not limber enough. Uh, <laughs> what are you telling? It's funny, but the same thing. Could be a country thing. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> guitar. I don't have the, the, the big fingers, but I don't have that. You can like, control yeah. your fingers at the same time. How can you do that? How can you I just, I don't know. Much. I don't know what to do with my hands. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. What are you, William? Uh, play the violin. I think the violin is one of the coolest instruments ever. Uh. All right, next question. Usually Jason asks this one, so I'm going to try to explain it. So if you guys don't understand, let me know. So say in the Alta Universe, right? Same you, but so if you weren't studying or playing, studying what you studied or you didn't play lacrosse, what would you be doing? Probably be in the military. It was something that I I was going back and forth of whether, uh, you know, in terms of where I thought life was to take me. I've really felt strongly about uh, serving my country for, for a little while. Um, so yeah, I think I think I'd be doing that. Yeah. What are you talking? Uh, being a pilot. Yeah. What are you wearing? Uh the tough one. Being a singer? Yeah. Probably being a singer. Being a country music rock star. <laughs> All right, final question. So Jordan, if you had the chance to go back in time and tell your 18-year-old self one word of advice, what would it be? Don't stress so much. Just just keep your head down and put the work in. Because that's all you need to do to figure yourself out and figure out life. What were you telling? Did you just tell them it's funny how everything works out? Same. I'm the same. I'm with you. Right, what were you wearing? Uh, Don't be afraid to stop and smell the roses. Ooh. Time goes by fast. Appreciate the little things. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah i think yeah i think i'm with tyler basically yeah like just have faith like when every time something doesn't look like it's gonna work out it always finds a way to work out yeah just yeah just based off this podcast or just based off like everyone's answer for the most part like really just enjoy the moment like people have always said you know four years go by like that like you think you're in your first year coming and all of a sudden you blink of an eye it's senior night and you have a cap of gallon you're done so just enjoy the moment so that's exactly what i'm gonna do anyways that's all the time that we have so jordan tyler william thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really enjoyed having you guys on seriously i appreciate it thanks for having me no no problem really 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 enjoyed the conversation we had some great conversations so congratulations on all three of you guys for graduating especially in this unprecedented year and just wishing all three of you guys nothing but the best you guys all have big plans for your future so hopefully they all come to fruition so good luck to all three of you thanks man you too thank you best pod and your season next year. Hopefully everything works out and likewise. It'll be a banner. I hope so. It'll be a banner that I can come on. <laughs> that's the goal. And that's a wrap on another edition of the Lakers Lock. I want to thank all the seniors from the men's across for joining us. You can find the videos and event YouTube and listen to the full interview on all podcast streaming platforms. Thank you all again. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. care.